0: Happy Wednesday, everybody, and thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. We got a lot to get to this show. First, we're going to talk. Well, I messed that up. Why don't we just get to the break? Why don't we get to the opening and we'll get started. You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. We got a lot to get to today. Um, We got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk some Arizona basketball. We're going to talk some media day observations. We're going to talk a lot of different things. And first and foremost, though, let's talk about Arizona basketball at media day. Arizona was picked to finish uh, pick to finish second in the conference. And you know what? That's kind of, I think where people are right now, I look at that and I think to myself, you know what, that, that makes a lot of sense. I think that Arizona probably is about, probably is somewhere about uh, second in the conference. I do think though, that there is a big, big difference between the second place or the top three in the conference and the second pick in the, or excuse me, the top three in the conference and after that, the, uh, the rest of the conference. UCLA, Arizona, Oregon. Those are the teams that matter right there. Those are 100% the only teams that matter. And I think right now, you have to look at it as UCLA. I get being the favorite. That makes sense to me. Mainly because you bring back Jaime Hawkins. You, Ty- you bring back Tiger Campbell. Those guys are proven, and those guys are proven at the very, very highest of levels. Um, they're, you know, there's really no other way around that. Those guys are all-conference players. That's what an all-conference player looks like. And if you were to ask me, I would probably pick Hawkes to be the conference player of the year. He's that dude. I think he's really, really good. And when you watch him, too, he's got a little bit he, – he's interesting because he's got a little bit of that – kind of that Luke Walton type game to him in that, you know, he's not really athletic, but he can also, as I take some gum, he's not really athletic, but at the same time, he can also, he can also um, kind of just get to where his spots. He's kind of got that old man type game, which everybody loves to see. Now, when it comes to his, uh, Athleticism, his passing ability, all of that—he's—he's uh, he's next level. He—not uh, athleticism, but uh, you know, just as far as uh, it goes, being a contributor on the court, he gets all of that. Then Tiger Campbell—he's a guy that you watch him, and you really don't realize how good he is until um, they—you just don't really. Um, you just don't really get it. Um, you watch him, and you don't really understand until you see it in person. You see how good he is, but he's a winning basketball player. Makes a lot of really good things happen out there. Big time player, a guy that's incredibly impressive. Then you look at uh, you look at it, and you say, "All right." Um, how about, how about Oregon? Oregon ran the conference for about, four, well, won the conference four out of six years. Um, Dane Altman had a final four in there and elite eight. But last year was a really step, was a big step uh, back. And it didn't make a lot of sense either. Um, uh, now, one thing. One thing that is fascinating, though, about this Oregon team is that they're big and they are loaded up front. You got Kell Ware. you got Infalli Dante, you got Quincy Guerrier, You got—I mean, those are those are three players right there that are all good frontline players. Then you got Will Richardson at the point guard position. Will Richardson was a little bit of a disappointment last year. Um, I don't think that I'm really breaking any news right there. I think people thought that he could be a conference player of the year type and there were moments when it looked like he was going to be a conference player of the year type but it just never really materialized um now when when it comes to you know Oregon I think they, Arizona and UCLA, are kind of in the same boat. And what's intriguing to me about Arizona is that you've already got, obviously, you got a Julius Tabellus, which I think a lot of people are kind of forgetting about. You know, the thing with the Tabellus is that you you got to remember that this is a player that a while back, you know, that last year was all conference. It was a uh, and as a freshman, remember, and it's easy to forget, you put in thirty one. He put in 31 points, eight rebounds uh, against the Mobley brothers. Again, these are Mobley brothers. Evan Mobley is one of the baddest boys to play in the entire league. He is a he is a total animal on the defensive side of the ball. And Tabellus was able to Tabellus was able to basically put up what he wanted against them. And he even talked about how he was a little bit surprised that you know they were rated that high. And he wasn't talking you know. Uh, mess about him he was just saying that you know that's I was just surprised by that now some of the other players then um some of the other players that I think are fascinating that you look at and uh from Arizona's perspective is Pella Larson now Pella Larson what do you Tommy Lloyd is a big 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 Pella Larson fan he has made no bones about it he expects um he expects Pella Larson to be one of the best defenders in the conference. And he said that he expects him to be able to contend for the conference defensive player of the year. Now, a lot of times I think people would say, Oh, well, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's just coach speak so far. So good when it comes to, uh, what he said in the past and about what, uh, you know, about what Tommy Lloyd has had to say about that. So we'll see that. But, um, uh, then Umar Ballo, big question mark, but I think a guy that a lot of people have a ton of faith in, and they should have a ton of faith in him mainly because he is at about six foot 11. He's incredibly big. Um, He's incredible. He's incredibly big. He's well put together. And the big question is, is he just, is he going to be able to, um, is he going to be able to, how do I put this? Um, work on that quick twitch type muscle will he be that and if he can be that then he's going to be a real problem for people i mean he's you know uh because athletically he looks absolutely fantastic physically he looks absolutely fantastic now some of the other guys though to keep an eye on obviously Kirk creesa he went with the tommy gun to media day and you can just tell with Kirk. He's got a ton of confidence. For me, though, it's beyond the confidence point. It's time to start start now making some shots out there. If you can start making some shots, then they become uh, they become very interesting. I just can't have any more of the thirty three percent from the field and the three. That just isn't good enough for me. And quite frankly, it shouldn't be good enough for anybody. Now. Um, I do think that uh, I do think that when it comes to uh, Arizona, Oregon, and UCLA, pretty much they got this right. I would have liked US or I would have liked USC, but I'm also kind of at the point now with USC where, um, you know, when you've got Vince, uh, big man, I can't remember his name, when you got him who's not a- able to play right now. That's a that's a problem, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be able to play all season. If he's not able to play all season, that's a uh, that's going to be an issue for them because when you look at Andy Enfield teams, there's always that seven-footer out there. There's obviously uh, the guy that blocks shots that does a lot of different things out there. That's who Vince, uh, I think it was Chuck Awama, was supposed to be. Don't think that's going to be the case this year but and then so some people are digging up buying on the Stanford bandwagon you do return uh, you do return some pretty nice players again uh, the kid from Texas uh, his name escapes me but they should be good as well but again i think this is a three horse lead league in the conference and you know what sometimes there's nothing really wrong with that um but like i said that's kind of where i view the pac 12 being it's going to be fun though looking forward to this and one thing you got to say about tommy lloyd if Tommy Lloyd uh, has another top 15 team with losing Ben Matherin, losing Christian Coloco, losing Dalen Terry, you just got to say to yourself that, um, you just got to say to yourself that, all right, they, you know, he, he gets it. He knows how to develop guys. There's really no questions about it. We'll find out if that's the case. Okay. Now I'm going to switch over to a little bit of Arizona football here. Um Okay, now Arizona USC coming to town. This should be an this should be an interesting game right here because USC. There's very very few times when you will ever see a USC team, and you say, you know what? I'm not sure that they have better wide receivers than Arizona. And again, I get how silly that sounds, but when it comes to Arizona, USC, or when it comes to Arizona, the. Uh, Yes. USC has Jordan Addison. That's fantastic. But also Arizona, you know, let's just say Jordan Addison's better than Jacob Cowan. Don't really have a problem saying that, but I'll tell you this, T-Mac and Dorian Singer are better than their two and their threes. You, and again, you just, and that's a testament to Jed fish right there because you generally don't see guys come in and you generally don't where, you know, you look at USC's roster and you say to yourself, "Hmm, who's actually more talented here? At that now again, there's other positions on the football field, but it's still just fun to talk about USC, Arizona, and being that uh, you know wondering who has more talented receivers. Now at the quarterback position, obviously, I think you could make the case that these are two of the three best quarterbacks in the entire conference. Um, now um, you've got uh, you've got now you've got. With, uh, um, excuse me, uh, t- t- drawn a total blank. Oh, yeah, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is a better NFL prospect than Jaden Delora is. You know, he's a top 10 player, went to Oklahoma, he's a freshman. He's going to be that, he'll be that guy again in, uh, at, and he's been that guy again at USC. And again, he's got Jordan Addison to throw to. He's got Gary Bryant. He's got Brendan Rice. He's got Mario Williams. He's got a lot of different guys. Then out of the backfield, you got Travis Dye. So again, it's a very, very talented squad right there. But Arizona's passing game, I don't know that he's that much better than Jaden DeLora. I really don't know that because you watch DeLora. And again, he was a Pac-12 freshman of the year last year. But you watch how he moves around. You watch the kind of plays he makes. And It's impressive. Um, this is not just a merely good Arizona quarterback or merely a good, uh, pac 12 quarter. This is a, just a good quarterback period. And so again, we'll find out, you know, more in this game, but there's every indication that he's going to be able to put points on the board right here. And if he can put points on the board, um, you know, maybe it makes it a little bit interesting. I, again, I don't see how Arizona is going to stop SC that to me is my biggest, uh, that to me is my biggest concern, obviously, because it does feel like USC could probably throw up a 300 points on the Cats, but the Cats are going to have an opportunity to score points. And if I were to tell you that Arizona is going to be at, you know, uh, let's say Arizona is going to be at, uh, you know, the score is 28 to 52, that's probably in line with, you know, at least what I think it's going to be. That's what makes the most sense to me. I'd love to be wrong on that, but I do think that's probably going to be the case. Now, when it comes to some of the other players out there, somebody to keep an eye on, somebody that could be an X-factor in this game is our guy Tanner McLaughlin. We love Tanner McLaughlin on this show. Keep in mind, transfer from Utah, didn't do a ton uh, at Southern Utah. Excuse me, transfer from Southern Utah, didn't do a ton at Southern Utah. Shows up, starts back in the A, and all of a sudden he's one of the best tight ends in the conference. Big, looking for big things out of McLaughlin. And I could see him being a real uh, a real game changer in this game if Arizona is to keep this close. All right. Now, something that's also a game changer is LinkedIn. All right, here's the deal with LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the number one place for all of you job applicants out there, or you people looking to hire. Link, and that's because LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college has a long and proven history of helping out others. Um, everybody knows somebody that got a job on LinkedIn. Everybody's on LinkedIn. And if you're not on LinkedIn, what are you doing? You should be on LinkedIn. But, you know, LinkedIn though is also, like I said, LinkedIn's a great spot to be able to get all of your best, uh, all the uh, people you need. Like I said, I've known people that gotten jobs from there. You've known people that gotten jobs. Get on LinkedIn.com backslash Locked On College. Check it out, and again, uh, get on there and uh, because you can find the people you need. LinkedIn does all the di- dirty work for you. That's where it's at. LinkedIn. Come back with us. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk a little bit of uh, around the Pac-12, around the conference here. Now, where does Arizona land? The problem with Arizona is this, and I think we know enough by now, Arizona can certainly beat ASU, Arizona can certainly beat Washington State. I'm not breaking any news there, Um, but... Arizona to me is probably about the seventh or eighth best team in the conference. I don't believe, and again, there's a lot of teams that I wish that Arizona could play again, because I think that, uh, I think Arizona would be in a better spot. Um, uh, My real spot is, or my real thing that I think with Arizona is that, uh, yeah, you're, you're ahead of, you're ahead of schedule. Now, again, the defense is awful, but offensively, They corrected that in one offseason, and that is big kudos to Jed Fish, obviously. Now, the rest of the squad, though, um, you're going to have to dip into that transfer portal because think of it this way. If Arizona had a good defense or not – you know what? Forget that. Um, uh, Forget that. Um, Not even a good defense, a – The eighth best defense in the conference. All of a sudden, Arizona looks a lot different, I think, to teams. Um, And you're probably looking at a seven or eight win team right there. Could be wrong. But again, I think you're looking at a seven or eight win team, something along there. Because again, there's a lot to, uh, you know, when you've got this kind of defense, you're going to be able to cause some You're going to be able to cause some real issues out there for, or, you know, when you've got that kind of offense, you're going to be able to cause some real issues out there on the defensive side. And, again, that's what I think is intriguing about Arizona right there. So we will, uh, you know, keep you up to date on that. I don't know exactly where Arizona is going to be uh, next season, but if you look at their schedule, it's a pretty opportunistic schedule right there. And we're going to talk about that a little bit on the other side. But first, I want to tell you really quickly about Sweat Block. Sweat Block, have you you, uh, gotten to the point – where you're putting uh, artificial stuff in your armpits or whatever to try to make it you know, to cover up your sweat, don't be that person. There's no reason to be that person. So if you're not going to be that, if you don't want to be that person, I don't want to be that person. Um, that's why you get sweat block. And again, it's great for you active people out there. Check it out. Uh, sweat blocks, again, sweat blocks where it's at. Take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now we're still talking a little bit about around the conference right here and about what the future holds. Now, one thing about Arizona, they were dealt a very, very tough, they were dealt a very tough uh, out of conference schedule this year, especially for a team transitioning. You've already got a Mississippi state, which is top 25 team. Then you got North Dakota state, which you ended up winning. But again, that's generally not the easiest team. Then you got a San Diego state. Now, Arizona was able to go two and one out of conference, which is absolutely fantastic in conference. So far you've, uh, you beat Colorado and you got to find some more, you got to find some more wins. And, Again, I think that those wins are there to be had. You can find – an A- ASU, to me, is totally beatable. ASU sticks. You, uh, you watched them against Eastern Michigan. Yes, I know they beat Washington, but you watch them against Eastern Michigan. You watch them against uh, um, Eastern Michigan. You watch them against uh, um, Stanford. You can just tell they're not very good. Arizona can absolutely win that game. Arizona can also beat Washington State, in my opinion. So there are wins again there to be had, but Arizona has got to stay the course. And the one thing that you want, you want them to continue to get better offense or continue to grow offensively. I think defense is going to be something where it's going to basically take them until this offseason to get better defensively. And even then who really knows, but Um, Offensively, you don't want to take any steps back. you got a healthy unit. you got a good unit. Continue to make all of that happen. All right, we're going to be back with you tomorrow. We're going to give you our prediction in Arizona, USC. Again, homecoming's here. Back the A. Show up if you can. Again, this is the time. Arizona football is here. They need your support. Going against one of the best teams in the country. So, again, we will be back with you uh, with our predictions tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats.